baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Officer Brian Sicknick died after being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher during the hours-long attack. They beat a Capitol Police officer to death with a fire extinguisher. Officer Brian Sicknick died after being hit in the head with a fire extinguisher during the fight. He died at the age of 42 after he was bludgeoned with a fire extinguisher. They're all lying. It was all a lie. New York Times retracted the Brian Sicknick story over the weekend. Capitol Police officer was not murdered by Trump supporters or anyone else, much less with a fire extinguisher. But it sure sounded good. Although I was able to tell you weeks ago that Brian Sicknick wasn't murdered, the New York Times waits till hours after the impeachment farce is over. Why? They needed a body. Because otherwise, this was simply trespassing at the Capitol. If there were no victims of Trump supporters, then they can't really be, well be domestic terrorists, now can they? And you can't justify keeping an armed force in D.C. through the fall. In fact, you can't justify anything you want to do, including domestic terrorism legislation that the Democrats have planned that would redirect most of the FBI's resources away from Islamic terror, terror in general, um, and focus it on supposed right-wing terror. You can't do that when all you have is trespassing charges. So they needed a murder. And they made one up. This is literally an urban legend printed by the New York Times masquerading as real news. Listen to the words of the lie. They're eerie. And keep in mind, the whole time the New York Times is printing this, they know they're lying. I'll tell you how in a minute. Here's the original lie. The super spreader lie that the media picked up from the New York Times about Brian Sicknick's death. Here's the paragraph. Then on Wednesday, pro-Trump rioters attacked that citadel of democracy, overpowering Mr. Sicknick, 42, and struck him in the head with a fire extinguisher, according to two law enforcement officials. With a bloody gash in his head, Mr. Sicknick was rushed to the hospital and placed on life support. He died on Thursday evening. None of that happened. And they knew that because they didn't have two law enforcement officials as sources. But wait, in the original article, it says they did. Yep, in the retraction, they admitted they didn't. In the retraction, the New York Times identifies their sources now, not as law enforcement officials or Capitol Police officials, but, quote, officials close to the Capitol Police. It's astonishing. They ran wild with the report of Brian Sicknick's murder based on something they were allegedly told by Anonymous people close to the Capitol Police? I'm a former reporter. You don't do this. I've never seen this before. You call the police spokesperson, in this case the Capitol Police spokesperson, 
and you ask him, how'd Brian Sicknick die? You don't rely on anonymous officials close to people who work for the Capitol Police. You, You don't, unless you want to manufacture the lie. Incredibly, for a full month, they didn't bother to call to find out if what they were reporting was true. And neither did anybody else. From Fox News to the Wall Street Journal, they repeated it as fact that he had been killed with a fire extinguisher. Even though the autopsy had never been released, the medical examiner's report had never been released, and there were no suspects in the so-called laughable murder. It ended with a rushed ceremony as horrifically, grotesquely, the leaders of the Democrat and Republican Party alike stood over the ashes of Brian Sicknick and proclaimed Trump supporters murderers and talked of their horror. Steve Scalise did it. He's in Republican leadership. Mitch McConnell did it. He's in Republican leadership, as did Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. It was run on all the cable channels, them standing over Sicknick's ashes, honoring his sacrifice. It was a lie, and Sicknick had been turned into a sick prop, a prop to be used in the impeachment that would follow. Not one media outlet would bother to try to correct the record or to find out is there anything more there with a direct on-the-record call to the Capitol Police. That's astonishing, but not unprecedented. It's the pattern they use to gain power. It's the pattern that the Democrats used with George Floyd this summer and also with Jacob Blake. They count on that police departments that are Democrat-led, as the Capitol Police are, as the Minnesota Police Department, and as the Wisconsin-Kenosha Police Department are Democrat-led, to keep the news in the back. Incredibly, the Capitol Police never corrected the record for over a month. Why? They were in it with the Democrats. It's the same pattern we saw with George Floyd. They wanted the damage. That meant... um, Minnesota, the Minneapolis Police Department, knew darn well what the officer who put his knee to the neck of George Floyd was doing because they trained him to do it. It's in the training manual. That knee to the neck looks horrible in the video and may in fact have been horrible, but the officer did not do it because of horrific racist intent. He did it because he was taught to do it in his training. It was in the manual. And there are also training slides showing the exact same knee hold. The goal of it is to knock out people having a drug overdose so as to get control of them. You do not lift your knee until they're unconscious. Unconscious. Now, the Minneapolis PD could have explained this and saved well, upwards of $2 billion worth of damage. The injury of 2,037 police officers, a couple murders of officers and all that, but they didn't. They kept silent and condemned the officer knowing full darn well they trained him to do that head, that unconscious headlock and with his knee, because that's how it's supposed to be done in the training, um, you know, slides, and that they had done the same unconscious uh, knee lock over 200 times in the last five years. Only Floyd had died. That's because he had a drug overdose. He had more than three times the lethal limit of fentanyl in his system. The police knew all this, yet they said nothing. Worse than that, and more astonishingly than that, remember when the protesters wanted to take over the police precinct headquarters? So they just gave it to them, knowing full well their grievances were a lie, that the police department itself had helped to further. It would happen again with Jacob Blake. You know the guy who got shot multiple times in the back? 
The videos sure look bad. But here's the problem. The attorney general of the state of Minnesota, the police chief and the police department, again, these are all Democrat controlled, knew darn well from the beginning that Jacob Blake had had a knife. You couldn't see it in that video that he had fought physically with police officers and pulled it on him on them that he had been tased, refused to drop the, the knife and pulled prongs out of his skin kept going and got into a stolen car that he was stealing right in front of the cops with little children in the back, all while in possession of the knife. They told no one for four days. The police department, the attorney general, all insisted he was unarmed. Four days of riots in which $50 million worth of damage was done to Kenosha on purpose with collusion between the Democrats and the police before they told... Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did anyone the truth and the picture is a shocking one not only had he had a knife not only was he getting into a car to steal it right in front of police and drive away with little children in the back with the knife no the police had been called there remember because the mother of those children who had been sexually assaulted by Blake had a restraining order against him which he was violating no officer in their right mind would let him drive off like that the police knew it the attorney general knew it but they said nothing and told the people he was unarmed. Tucker Carlson, Fox News host, has noticed the same pattern I have. Lie through your teeth about the situation around a supposed murder, if there even was a murder. Use it to gain power. In the Democrats' case with Floyd, it was to turn out the black vote. In the Democrats' case with Sicknick, it was to justify the impeachment, but also the militarization of Washington, D.C. without a murder, with a mere trespassing. That couldn't have been justified. The Democrats would look nuts. Then, as the pattern goes, knowing full well that you've lied, that the media's lied, the law enforcement agency knows that they've lied, wait until you don't need the narrative anymore or it's so firmly established in the public's mind it can't go back, and then you release the truth in a little reported retraction that'll go nowhere. Burning forever into the public's mind the idea that Sicknick died. That George Floyd was murdered by racist cops for no other reason than that he was black. And that Jacob Blake, once again, was murdered by racist cops who shot him in the back for no other reason than that he was black. Tucker Carlson, like I said, has noticed the same pattern on Fox News. He tied the Sicknick situation to George Floyd. Same pattern, same outcome. The question is, why would they lie about this? For an answer, think back to last spring. Beginning of Memorial Day, BLM and their sponsors in corporate America completely changed this country. They changed this country more in five months than it had changed in the previous 50 years. 
How'd they do that? They used the sad death of a man called George Floyd to upend our society. Months later, we learned that the story they told us about George Floyd's death was an utter lie. There was no physical evidence that George Floyd was murdered by a cop. The autopsy showed that George Floyd almost certainly died of a drug overdose, fentanyl. But by that point, facts didn't matter. It was too late. Cities had been destroyed along with the fabric of this country itself. Scores of people had been killed. Democratic partisans used a carefully concocted myth, a lie, to bum rush America into overturning the old order and handing them much more power. It worked flawlessly. So why wouldn't they do it again? And they did with Sicknick. Sicknick is critical to all their efforts, not just the militarization with the National Guard of the Capitol. So you can't get near them anymore, not with your protests, not with anything. No, they needed more than that. They need justification for their Truth Commission. Remember what AOC said that Truth Commission would do. It was necessary, given the violent murder of Mr. Signick, the only violence allegedly committed by Trump supporters, to rein them in on the Internet. We're going to need a government big tech partnership to do that. Remember, you need Signick to die to justify that. So they created a death. There's absolutely a commission that's being discussed. We're going to have to figure out how we reign in our media environment so that you can't just spew disinformation and misinformation. It's one thing to have differing opinions, but um, it's another thing entirely to just say things that are false. Um, And so that's something that we're looking into. Again, without Sicknick's death, none of that's needed. Those opinions, those dangerous misinformation opinions, man, they caused people to hit him upside the head with the fire extinguisher. Because if you don't have Sicknick's death, you don't have violence. You can't justify mass censorship, big tech in partnership with the government. But where is the, the truth the 9-11 Commission meant to lead? It's meant to justify the Democrat, the passage of the Democrats' domestic terror bill which would, for the first time, remember, direct the FBI to direct the bulk of its resources to a new category of terror, right-wing terror. And if there's anything else, you could spend some time on Islamic terror, left-wing terror, and other kinds of terror. But it would mainly mean that they would focus their attention for the first time on a politically definable group of people. Again, You can't do something that radical if you don't have at least a fake murder to blame it on. And the media is well aware that that's where they're going with the Truth Commission. The using of it to justify the cracking down on the right, both on social media through censorship, but also by our intel. So here's MSNBC's Katie Turr, along with Democrat Representative Eric Swalwell. Here's the first part. We're going to need to commission to justify what we want to do next. And in order to do that, you need a dead police officer, even a very fake one. Speaking of of investigating white supremacy and white nationalism, um, do you think that the intelligence community should, should make a shift towards focusing more on that after everything we've seen rather than focusing on uh, international terrorism. Is domestic terrorism something that, that really needs to be taken seriously given what we saw on January 6th? 
they're going to have to do both. Uh, and they're going to need, I believe, at the Department of Justice, a white nationalism uh, task force to make sure that they are understanding at the earliest of ages how people are being radicalized if there are, in fact, training camps. So we're going to have to make sure we use all the tools and resources we have to find these groups, uh, to defeat these groups, and, and then bring them you know, to justice uh, in the courts. Again, if all you have is a trespass by a goofy guy in a buffalo suit and the theft of Nancy Pelosi's laptop and the roughing up of her podium, none of that's justified. You needed to burn into the brains of the public the idea that this officer was murdered. It doesn't matter if you retract it because most people will have no idea you ever retracted. By the way, none of the other media outlets besides the New York Times that use the reporting have retracted it yet. So what's the ultimate goal? Use the murder to get the commission. Use the murder to justify the commission's recommendation. Fake murder. To justify the commission's fake recommendation that we do what? That we begin to use our intel agencies to police and harass Trump supporters. Katie Turr from MSNBC, she already knows what the deal is. She knows what the script is. She knew what to ask. She knows where this is going, that the murder would be used to justify the commission. The commission would use the murder to justify the recommendation for the crackdown. And then the crackdown would begin. Speaking of, of investigating white supremacy and white nationalism, um, do you think that the intelligence community should, should make a shift towards focusing more on that after everything we've seen rather than focusing on uh, international terrorism? Is domestic terrorism something that, that really needs to be taken seriously given what we saw on January 6th? They're going to have to do both. Uh, and they're going to need, I believe, at the Department of Justice, a white nationalism a task force to make sure that. They are understanding at the earliest of ages how people are being radicalized if there are, in fact, training camps. So we're going to have to make sure we use all the tools and resources we have to find these groups, uh, to defeat these groups, and, and then bring them you know, to justice uh, in the courts. Justice for what? There was no murder, only a trespassing. Look, nobody likes white supremacists. I don't like them myself. But being a white supremacist is not illegal. And there's very little evidence here that there was any kind of white supremacist plot or any plot of any kind to do violence. Because we know no violence was actually done. A trespassing, yes. Law-breaking, absolutely. We condemn that. But not an insurrection. Certainly not a murder. But all that, just like with Floyd and Jacob Blake, will get washed up in the sands of time. Try to convince your friends and family. Try it. Especially the liberal ones. That... Officer Sicknick wasn't murdered. Just try it. See how it goes. They won't believe you. In fact, show them the retraction. See if that even works. And then try to tell them, if you can convince them that Sicknick wasn't murdered, try to tell them George Floyd overdosed and didn't, wasn't murdered. Just see if you can get past the mental block. You won't be able to. And Jacob Blake? Ditto. Because it's too heavily set in the brains with too many repeats and so history is set and it is fake a reality is set and it is fake and anybody who votes based on this reality that is fake cannot make a sound or a wise decision they are a danger to themselves and everyone they know and love when they enter the voting booth and that is exactly how the media wants it as do the democrats
Battleground America with Terra Servatius. Please subscribe on radio.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Be sure to share with your friends and family. Thank you for listening. swing nba playoffs are heating up and your nfl team is gearing up for training camp listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the odyssey app the biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place exclusive interviews with players coaches and team executives streaming live and always available on demand stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the odyssey app 